Going live than a motherfucker. Here, three, two, one. Up, 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 what the fuck's up, y'all? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? How's it going? My name's Kyle, aka Keys. If you want, this is my main man, Enz, aka. My name's David Gale. Oh, David Gale. And we are joined today by our special guest, King Motherfucking Dice. How you doing, bro? What's up, man? Chilling, chilling. Quarantining. Yes. <laughs> when possible. Yeah, I feel that. Thank you for joining us. For anybody that doesn't know, the way I got to know King Dice is we went on tour together. We did a brief tour in, through California, Arizona. He's a very amazing rapper. I really like his music a lot. Um, he also does his own production. His production is crazy. Dude's a beast. So if anybody's wondering, uh, that's who he is. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, what's true. up? Um, all right. So, um, this week, uh, we, we, we've been, we've been absent for a couple of weeks. I'll be honest. I have, I've, uh, just with everything going on in the world, Corona fucking protests and shit like that. Like I haven't really been much of a podcast in mood. I'll be quite honest. Like I've been, I've, I've just been chilling like a motherfucker just watching from the sidelines, you know? Um, I've been looking for an excuse to get in here and voice some fucking opinions because <laughs> I got strong ones. Yeah, this is a this is a crazy, unprecedented time. Um, we wanted to uh, use our platform to fucking big up people like Big Dice or King Dice. King Dice. Uh, big Dice. <laughs> I, like, I feel I like, like that's big, appropriate. <laughs> have you, King have Dice. you heard? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to, to to cut you off, but my son is super obsessed with Cuphead now. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and yeah, so yeah. all he talks about he's always king dice this king dice that and i'm like every time he says it i think of you and i'm just like yo your king dice and my king dice we're not the same bro <laughs> dude I'm, I'm, that game yeah, probably yeah. fucked I, up your youtube or your google results bad didn't it man did it. <laughs> yeah. hell yeah <laughs> like i definitely had a i did a lot of work for my seo and that's pretty much done <laughs> Hashtag King Dice comes up with all kind of cartoons and shit. Yeah. Now, so. Do you get extra views from people like coming across it when they're looking for other things? <laughs> Every once or in a while, or do you just not like rank a, high enough? I'll get like a, a Cuphead fan page that follows me or something like that. But uh, right, strangely, they don't repost. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, uh, that's what's up. Well, um, uh, so uh, just so anyone who's listening may or may not know, um, tell us, tell us who you know, who you are, what what's going on, why you know. Why we are even talking to you, King Dice? Most well, uh I am King Dice, rapper, producer. Uh, I run a website, juicebox.com. It's the Inland Empire's number one hip-hop website. Um, also, I'm a mentor, so I work with the youth. And um, yeah, I'm here to offer my perspective on the things that are going on. Yeah, um, me and me and Enz were talking the other day. I was like, man, we need to get somebody who can really like help us fucking navigate these treacherous waters because you know with this with our podcast you know we're just a couple of white dudes you know i'm biracial but i'm not black (laughs) yeah we appear to be just a couple of white dudes that are you know we just bullshit and have fun on here but like it would it wouldn't seem appropriate for us to really like i mean at least to me like i wouldn't have felt comfortable just spouting off all kinds of shit about this without at least having a black man's perspective on what's happening because you know, while I, I consider myself an ally and I, I want to help and I want to do literally everything I can, this mm-hmm. this last week has been really tricky because I see a lot of weird shit like, you know, white people shut the fuck up or white people, you know, be loud and Why help aren't us you out. Anything? Yeah, so, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a little tricky and I, I'm trying to be like 
as cool and like helpful as possible, but man, it, it, it is rough out there right now in the, in the <laughs> spectrum, you know? So, uh, that's why we want to, we want to get you on here and, you know, at, at least have, uh, you know, you can, you can ground us a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I think one important thing to remember, especially for for everyone when having this conversation is that like all people, black people are not monolithic. So like, yeah, you're going to hear people who want A, you're going to hear people who want B and every combination in between. And I, I want to preface our conversation just by saying my views are just my views. Yeah. They don't represent everybody's. But uh, yeah, it, I could definitely understand because even even as I see everything going on, I don't necessarily agree with everything that's being said or um, e- even what we should be doing moving forward. So it's it's treacherous for everybody. I have some real strong opinions on this subject that I expect neither of you to agree with. <laughs> OK, um, like we don't have to dive right into that. But my opinions are obviously for anybody that's ever seen this show. I'm they're strong and. I think I may be a little more extreme on a lot of this than most people of any race. Right. Why? Um, What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, we're going to get right into basically I, I said it. I mean, shit, you can't just say it's, it's crazy. I mean, I figure we were were going (laughs) around the world to get there, but uh, like when we're talking about, like, I see all these people talking about looting and rioting and all this shit. And I like, first of all, looters are looting protesters are protesting, right? Like that's, they're not synonymous, but, um, I don't have any, I'm not shedding any tears for target. I'm not shedding any tears for like, fuck Wendy, burn it down, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not condoning it or anything, but like, I don't fucking care. I feel bad for the guy that gets his, you guys saw the article about the guy that was starting up his own bar and it got torn apart and all that. He he was an upstart. Like, I feel bad for that guy. Right. They should leave him the fuck alone. But at this point, like, that's a casualty of war. Like, these motherfuckers are out here killing people, bro. Yeah. Like, they're murdering people every day. So, like, I'm very sorry if you got to lose your business or whatever it is because there's a few people that can't fucking keep focused on the cause or whatever. But like, I don't fucking care. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. Like I'm sick and tired of uh, like watching this happen. And it just makes me fucking mad every day. Right. No, I feel that man. I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. Me and my wife have been talking about it, uh, you know, quite a bit. You know, I got three kids. Um, we try to make sure it's clear to them what's happening. And, you know, who you should care about and why and all that. And thankfully all my kids, they seem to fucking get it, you know? Uh, but, but me and my wife have been talking about, uh, just our opinions regarding this shit. And she's being, we, we align for the most part, but she's, she's kind of like, well, you know, looting. I just don't think the looting is right. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, there, there's two different, there's two different fucking shit happening right here. You know, you can't, Right. Can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what I'm saying? Casualty of war. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, what, what's your yeah, take, man? Like, you you're you're in Riverside, right? Uh, Southern California. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so the LA area ish. Yeah. So what's going on uh, down there? Like, where you're at? What's LA your perspective of things? Like, give us your take, man. You've got your geographically different, racially different. Like, there's a lot of different things that that make your your take different. Let us know yeah, what you think. I think, think uh, one interesting thing is I. 
as far as I know, this is sort of a, a newer phenomenon. And I, I could definitely be wrong because I'm not an expert in the field. But the first time I saw it was with the Michael Brown protests. Um, and that is this like co-opting of protesting from domestic terrorist groups. Mm. So especially specifically yeah. in this area, that's what I'm seeing a lot of just yesterday. So there's a city called Ukaipa out here. And there was pretty much, for lack of a better term, like a KKK rally that's going on. And it's under the auspices of this, like, uh, we're protecting our own. Don't come over here. Don't bring that rioting, looting shit over here. That's what the idea is. Mm. But really what they're doing is a bunch of drunk motherfuckers who are looking for people of color in groups to beat the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty much what's happening. I mean, ain't, ain't, and, that, a, um, ain't that a euphemism for what's happening, like, on a bigger scale throughout the whole fucking country? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like that, that's, well, that's like kind of what's going on with the Antifa thing, right? Like Donald Trump is painting this exactly. Antifa thing and it's like Antifa isn't you're just this is kind of going back to the Hillary Clinton thing. You're taking your political opponents and just targeting them, even if they're not the actual cause of. Right. I mean, I, I feel like he's uh, he's in the ballpark. He's, he's pinning the tail just on the wrong donkey. Like there there are definitely domestic terrorist cells that are showing up to these events and inciting violence and from from the outside you're not stopping every person that burns down a building or breaks a window and saying wait 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 what race are you who are you here for why are you here those things aren't happening all you're seeing is that it was a a protest that became violent right and the the origin of the violence is getting lost in in the in the sauce so that's that's what i'm seeing a lot of out here and um thankfully a lot of the protesters are banding together and uh they're not letting that ride um they're they're capturing these people they're turning them into the police because when these people don't show up these protests are almost always peaceful mm. smaller towns like the one that i live in currently i find myself residing in banning um which is maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes outside of riverside which is kind of like a big city i'm in between riverside and palm springs but we had a peaceful protest out here yesterday in a march not a single person was hurt not a not a fucking hangnail that's awesome yeah i mean a lot of these people are really undermining the cause of why you're out there to begin with right and it's definitely purposeful well, it's definitely like, yeah, it's calculating. Like I typically don't subscribe to many conspiracies and stuff, but, but man, this shit, <laughs> there's some, there's yeah. some weird deep seated shit happening here. You know, like, All right, it, it so, expand like the, like the whole, um, like we were just talking about, like, uh, saying Antifa's a, a terrorist group. It don't, it seems to me like they're just like Donald Trump is what I mean when I say they, by the way, Donald Trump and mm-hmm. all politicians who agree with him essentially, but, and billionaires let's throw them in the group too, but mm-hmm. they're painting the protesters as Antifa saying they're terrorists just so they can beat them and arrest them some fucking more. Right. Is that right, not yeah, what's, is that not what's happening? It's pretty fucking clear. Uh, yeah, to me. I mean, but it's not really that veiled. Oh, it. I right. mean, but ask uh, ask the news. You know, they're not like putting that well, out like, there. The thing, the thing that's fucking me up about this is like, if you watch, like I'm watching this all from home. I have not been to any protests, not because I don't believe in a cause, but because I'm well aware aware of coronavirus, and I'm sitting here taking care of two my elderly parents and my two kids. So like, I can't uh, I can't risk getting sick for any reason, right? But I'm I'm there. Um, but I'm watching this on TV, and I I wonder. How could the police possibly expect anybody to react differently when they show up to a protest in riot gear? If you like, maybe the riot gear is necessary at some point. But when you show up at the beginning of the day, when it's a peaceful protest and you're all in riot gear, you showed up for the riot. Yeah. 
These people showed up to protest. You showed up to ride it. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's embedded in American culture in a way. Like there's there's departments across the nation that get this funding, and they have they have a little closet room filled with riot gear and and little gas canisters and stuff, and they can't wait for the chance to use it. And sometimes well, attracts those people. Them an opportunity, right, right. And and now they're like, oh shit, a protest! I can finally bring out the riot gear, yeah. man. And they're just excited to you like a brand new toy. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, um, me and my wife were talking the other day. Again, I keep talking to her because she's literally the only human I come in contact with other than people at work. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, like uh, there's just there there's too much weird like shit happening with the um, with this. This protest is about police brutality, the bottom line. Right. And white supremacy, really. But mm-hmm. Isn't it fucking weird that in this protest, which is protesting police brutality, you got countless videos of police brutalizing and attacking people who aren't fucking doing anything wrong? Well, see, that's what I was. I was discussing this with my dad yesterday because, like, my dad's obviously a very left-leaning liberal, but he's also, you know, 70. So he's a lot more conservative on these things than I am. Um, but I watch these things where the police are beating people up and I'm like, well, how, like, how could they possibly think that all these people are out here protesting police brutality and brutalizing them is going to help quell that issue? Yeah. Not make it worse. Yeah. It's, it's really, if nothing else, this is really open. I mean, I can only speak for myself personally, but it's opened my eyes a lot more to like just the, the systematic institutionalized, you know, racism and white supremacy that's happening. I mean, it's always been like a a thing like, yeah, we always know like most cops are racist or the politicians like hate black people or they, they want to get stamp out the projects or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's always Mm -hmm. been like a thing, but like for me, like this past week, it's really like been, it's a, it's a real fucking serious issue that, that really needs something done. So what, what, what do you think is the, the solution, what, what's the end goal for these protests? Like what would make everybody be like, fuck yeah, we did it. What is it? Well, I mean, I think I, I really, you're the person that we should be asking. Yeah, Dice, what I, do you I think? will say I've, I've been I, just, I've been thinking like, I don't know how you stop the protests in this moment because I think the only solution that I see is longer term. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. to stop murdering innocent black people in catastrophic percentages more than everybody else, right? But like, you can't just end that in a day. So how do we solve that now? I mean, I, first I would go as far to say that it's not just police and black people. That That's a, obviously a major factor in what's going on. Um, and it's obviously disproportionate. But I think what a lot of people are missing here is that this, this justice that everyone is seeking is not just for black people. It, it benefits every single person, which is why you don't see just black people mm. protesting. Absolutely. Everyone, most people seem to understand that like this, if we attain this justice that we're looking for, it, it everyone benefits from it. Um, as far as like what, what's going to be the thing that fixes it. I think that a lot of people have different goals, but I think one thing to, to consider is that we do have to have goals. We have to have some sort of demand. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it looks like um, more background checks, deeper background checks on police officers, because 
I, I for one, am tired of seeing police officers do whatever the fuck they want and then get off because they find out, oh, that he had a history of this or he was fired from this department in this year. Well, fuck, how did you not know that shit? Yeah. Well, we can't have police policing police, right? Right. I mean, that's also an issue. Um, There's also a huge gang problem in this country. Um, And what what I identify it as is when you see police officers, this is just me. I've I've seen this a lot. Uh, You'll see police officers with this flag with the blue line. Yeah. That shit is ridiculous that any department would let one would let people who are sworn uh, oaths to the Constitution desecrate the flag like that. And two, where it's so blatantly because it's you're, you're, you're obviously not defending the country that I know, because that's not what our flag looks like. Yeah. Um, and I've I, I been think feeling all of this and haven't found a way to articulate it. I just like um, salute you right <laughs> yeah, now. That's a, great, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. Until until we address the fact that within police departments across this nation, there is a subsect of a gang it's a it's a fucking gang that's out here just running wild i don't know what whether it's the kkk or some other thing but i know that it's usually referred to as the thin blue line yeah until that's addressed like anything well, that was, we do is, is a temporary fix i was thinking like along the lines of like because we've had the black lives matter versus all lives matter argument and mm. i've what i've maintained you can run back on all these episodes that we've done i've long had this standing where like black lives matter is this actual organization and movement that is like protesting for a cause, whereas all lives matter is not, it's a response. It's nothing more than that. It's only designed to undercut the black lives matter movement, which is a fucking joke. But I was thinking like, we're at a point now, like with, with the racial tensions being what they are, I think the black lives matter movement should hijack the all lives matter movement and make it theirs and always use both hashtags and just make all the all lives matter people disgusted to use it, make it yours. Now mm-hmm. it's ours. Fuck you. We took it from you and they should really wage the war on the blue lives matter thing. Cause that's a fucking joke. Blue lives. Yeah. Unless you're a fucking Smurf, like you can take your fucking uniform <laughs> off. You know that, what's funny right, is you're right, not right, you're right. not dealing with racism every time you go to the gas station. Yeah. It's a fucking job that you chose. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's a yeah, great I, point I, too. I agree with that. Go ahead. Um, well, I was just I was gonna say um, the the whole I, I love I love that you mentioned it's a job you chose thing because that's another thing that I've had a converse I've had conversations with with people. They're like, well, I mean, the police got to do their job. Like, get a new fucking job. You know, yeah. get the fuck out of there. If, if your job is literally like attacking people for that are running away and you're shooting at them and shit, get a new fucking job. You know, I it's it seems I mean, I, that's easy to say, I guess. But police officers don't pay that fucking much. You know, what I mean, you can go somewhere else well, and make mean, just as much. I, I, I don't think King Dice has heard this from me. I'm sure I've probably told this to you before, but I have this running analogy which I don't expect most people to appreciate right off top because it seems real extreme off top, but I'll give it to you briefly. But I think cops are like Nazis. And when I say that, I don't mean just to insult them. I mean, I don't think there's a good cop. Mm. I think Mm. there are good people that are cops. I think there are good people that are upstanding citizens. They're not evil. They're in the job for the right reason. And I think they're good people, but I don't think there's a good cop because I think a cop is part of a broken machine and anything part of that machine is systematically wrong, bad, not good. And so like, I liken that to during world war two when we had millions of Nazis in the world. I don't believe that all of those people were just inherently evil people. I think a lot of people joined that cause for sense of nationalism, belief in their country, whatever it is, there were millions of them. They weren't all inherently evil, but we can all agree there's no good Nazi, right? 
I think that same logic applies to cops. There's no good cop because the system is broken. A lot of the times when they're killing people, they're doing what they were taught to do. Right. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about this subject because I work with the youth. I I spend a lot of time uh, working with the youth. So they have questions and uh, less of an understanding of the situation and and things when things like this happen. So uh, what I try to push is the, the narrative that goes against this whole fuck the police thing. Um, I don't necessarily, I, I see what you're saying. They're part of a corrupt system, but I don't, I don't think the answer is throwing the whole machine away. Mm. I think the answer is to start fixing a piece at a time. Like if you had a, a vintage car or something, you know, it's in your driveway, it might look shitty for decades, but that doesn't mean that it can't end up looking like a classic car. So what, what I try to push is that um, instead of saying fuck the police, we need to fix the police. Mm. Um, and we need people from our neighborhoods to become police. That's never going to happen if we keep pushing this narrative, fuck 12, all the police are enemies. What what happens is, in this area, what I've seen is, people come from affluent neighborhoods, they become police, and then they come to downtrodden neighborhoods, and they already have a preconceived notion of what we are, what we do, what we represent, and they bring those notions into their occupation, and that's how we end up having people killed. Um, and and this police brutality thing just grows out of that. But if we had people See, who I don't were know from that's here true, and understood it, I don't you know, know if that's true though. True. I don't think that what? they come in always with preconceived notions of who you are or why that that's why they brutalize. I think a lot of the times police brutalize you because they can know that they know that they can get away with it. They know that if they murder black people, society will tolerate it. They don't murder white people because society wouldn't tolerate it. Society would be up in arms. Notion. But I don't, I don't think it's because I, I just assume you're a criminal because you're black. I think a lot of it is because they're bloodthirsty and they know they can get away with that. No, yeah, I didn't I didn't say that because they're black. I didn't say because they think you're a criminal. I, I don't think I said that. What I, what, if I did say that, what I meant I was— I could be mis- misunderstanding you. Just preconceived notions at all. For example, this police officer that killed George uh, Floyd may have had a preconceived notion that if I kill this person, I will get away with it because so many other police officers have. The preconceived notion being that people in this neighborhood's lives don't matter as much as, let's say, if he killed uh, some politician, the governor. Mm. There, there's a there's a difference in the in the the worth of that life. That's a preconceived notion, and I think Why that we value uh, him, yeah, right. And I think these preconceived notions need to be checked at the door. And I think one way to stop that is for people to police their own people. I'm not talking about. I'm not getting into like a segregationist rant or anything. I'm just saying like if you're from any neighborhood, pick any neighborhood. If you're from Palm Springs, maybe you should be police from Palm Springs should be from Palm Springs. Yeah. I saw I saw an interview. I mean, which is kind of a shitty analogy because Palm Springs are really <laughs> Well, I saw an inter- yeah, I got you <laughs> I saw an interesting um uh, an, an interesting article just yesterday where it mentioned that there's I, I know I, uh, forgive me for not knowing the details, but it mentioned that there's some uh city that is actually considering and it's uh, you know very seriously considering like abolishing their police and like instead bringing uh, creating a new group of like community ran uh police policing essentially which is pretty much what you're mm-hmm. talking about but um i think that that's like a great step in the right direction you know if and by no means do I what I expect to hear on the news, like all police stations and all police officers are abolished. You know, I, I I'm not I'm a realist. I, I, I know that's, you know, not uh, really feasible, but I think that little by little, like you said, Dice, uh, mm-hmm. started started from the bottom, you know, fixing up that old car one at a time. You know, we can do shit like that where we uh, big up people that are 
from our communities to have somebody for our kids to look up to. You know what I mean? Like what, what kids look up to police officers anymore? You know? Right. No, my son right. wants to be a cop and it's crazy to me. <laughs> well, your son's like what? And six. Like, you know what I mean? He's, like, he's, he just turned seven. But like the other thing, like my son walked in the room the other day and we got the riots on TV and you know, like my son asked me what's going on. Mm. And like, I don't know how to explain this to a seven year old. Like he, this is too much of a developed complex issue to explain to a seven year old. Like I'm just trying to explain to him, like people are upset. Yeah. Like the police that are supposed to protect them sometimes don't, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know how to really express this to him in a way that's going to reach him. And I don't want to brush him off. I want to like educate him and help teach him. But at the same time, I don't want to instill fear in police because if he gets lost, I want him to be able to tell the police and you know what I'm saying? Like, it becomes real hairy with my kid. Before I had kids, this was a real black and white issue. If I don't fuck with the police, I don't have to fuck with the police, right? But like now I got kids and there's layers to this all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's not so simple. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's really interesting because it, it contrasts a lot with the conversations that I just have with my nephews who are also young. Art, I, I feel like it. I think you did a decent job of explaining what's going on, but I, I don't think it's that complicated. Whether you use cookies and candy to explain like, hey, some people are getting candy, some people are never getting candy. <laughs> Do you think that's fair? Like, I think it's a pretty simple concept of being treated unfairly. And I think that if more people were having those conversations with their kids, you know, I applaud you for having that conversation with your kid. Mm. And I think if more people were having those conversations, we may not be in, in the situation that we're in now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, absolutely. I mean, I've been to children's birthday parties with them. I have a lot of black friends. Obviously, I'm involved in hip hop and, you know, it is like I got lots of black friends. So I've been to uh, a lot of birthday parties where all of the kids are black except for my kids. Right. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother my kids. It doesn't bother the other parents and it doesn't bother their kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I remember very early on seeing my one and a half, two year old son running around with all these black kids and everything is great and it's just amazing like it shows you how taught racism is yeah right because very visual kids kids are very straightforward visual like they'll say things that are inappropriate or whatever i can put this kid that looks completely different than every other one of these kids all out in this park together and none of them noticed yep like mm -hmm. none of them treated him different. He didn't treat anybody else different. He didn't realize that he looked different. They did, they weren't upset that he was there. Like it was just, and it's racism is so taught. It's not right. natural. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had a, I had a similar um, conversation with my, uh, I have a seven year old also. And um, I was actually watching the killer Mike video where he was like uh, uh, in front of the police chief and um, uh, whatever the mayor of uh, Atlanta um, he was like mm -hmm. up there, like, you know, um, obviously emotional, like talking about, we need to strategize and organize and plot and plan. I was like, Oh, fucking killer Mike. You're doing right. it again. Uh, but I, I, as I was, which there is a new run the jewels album that came out yesterday. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on the docket. Yeah. Same. Uh, but, um, I was, I was, as I was watching that, my uh, seven year old was sitting next to me. She's like, what's she's like, what are you watching? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I paused it. And I was like, you know, this, this guy's mad. He's, he's, like everybody's mad they're out there uh trying to get you know some justice and like i i, I broke it down for my seven-year-old as best i could and she was like she 
you know, her seven year, little seven year old brain. I don't know where she heard it. Obviously she was parroting it somewhere, but she was like, but all lives mm-hmm. matter. And I was like, you're fucking right. They do. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, you're right. And you know, I, I understand the all lives versus black lives matter, but for my seven year old, she was just more like, what the fuck? Like everybody should be treated equals essentially what but she's isn't that to say. a great example. Yeah. Isn't that a great example exactly. that your, your seven year old daughter yep. is parroting the all lives matter thing. And to her seven year old brain, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. She's right. not wrong for feeling how she feels. Right. She doesn't understand that that's a response used to undermine a different. You yeah, know what I'm she yeah, doesn't understand exactly. that this is brain. That's like that's almost like brainwashing. That's how. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not applying this to your daughter. I'm saying this is how this these people get raised yeah. to to think this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. On the surface, it sounds like something everyone should be for. Right. But what happens is people like to ignore the subtext of the Black Lives Matter slogan, which is Black Lives Matter too. Right. And yeah. all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter as well. So that, that yeah. yeah, that's that's deep. The the level of psychological warfare that goes on and is often ignored in these conversations. So yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting, man. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, anyways, that conversation ended with, she was like, you know, I I explained to her like, yeah, you're right. Like, um, you know, some people just don't like other people just based on their skin color. She's like, she, that fucking baffled her. She was like, why? Like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) You know, I, I, and you know, again, I'm, I'm the kind of dad that like, I literally have no problem break, breaking shit down and keeping it real with my kids. I, I show them shit. I explain shit. I don't ever brush them off. Like, uh, don't worry about it. It's adult stuff. You know, I, I don't do that shit. Right. Right. You know, I tell them like, you know, this is happening and I'm sure that's happening. Um, and I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can only imagine how that's, that conversation is going in like, um, and black households now, you know, with, you know, with their little kids and shit. You know, I, I I'm, I'm interested. Keezy, what is, so what is your stance on all lives matter? I don't think I heard that. Um, Oh no, I, I agree with Rob. Like the, I, I think oh, all, okay. I think all lives matter is, uh, fucking retarded. Um, I think mm-hmm. that, um, obviously all lives do matter, but the black lives matter. I, I understand the concept of, you know, pumping them up. You know, th- this is not a, this is not an all lives issue. This is a black lives matter also issue. Like you, like you explained. So you see that though, yeah. you see that you just saw that at work again, is you said, <laughs> I think all lives matter is fucking retarded. <laughs> which we all agree on, right? right. Everybody agrees. That's yeah. just stupid, but you had to clarify it because of the way that it's named and phrased. Right. Exactly. That's that psychological warfare all over again. You had to say, well, obviously all that, like we understand what you're saying, but you have to say that now because of the level of that psychological warfare. Right. And it, it, I, I'm, I'm really doing, uh, I'm, I'm doing my best as far as, you know, trying to keep that mindset and uh, make sure I, I can do what I can literally what I, whatever I can do for the black community as a white dad in the suburbs, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I think the, at the very least, what I can do is try to, you know, push, you know, show my kids how to do shit right. You know, that way they're gener- I, I'm yeah. worried about their generation. What's going to happen here in 20 years. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't wait till all these old motherfuckers in office and, uh, at police chiefs and everything die off. So we can f- maybe finally start getting some fucking progress here, you know? Right. So, so let me yeah, ask you this, I, King Dice. Oh, did you have something to say on that? Go ahead. Just, I was going to say one more thing because uh, I know you mentioned something that we kind of glossed over. I was going to one. I was going to say one thing I think is important um, for any and all allies to do is I think I know earlier we talked about co-opting the word all, or the term "all lives matter." But I don't think it's going to be that easy, and I think refraining from using that because I I see how it could be confusing, 
And that's why I wasn't clear on your Yeah, for sure. Mm. Every time All Lives Matter is mentioned, there's something that follows like, but obviously All Lives Matter. Right. But if that represents... Oh, to be very clear, my stance was not we should start using it. I was just putting out the theoretical idea that this could be stolen right right now. With the energy in the country right now, it could be hijacked. I I wasn't actually in favor of stealing it. Right, right, right. And then another thing we mentioned was like how the conversations are going in black households. And uh, I just find it interesting uh, with, without any kind of judgment on you guys, but it's interesting that in, or I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, in white households, these conversations, in many households that are not black, these conversations are optional conversations. And as you mentioned, you two decided to have these conversations with your children, which is dope, but there are a lot of people who don't. And it's, the contrast is that in black households, it's not optional. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking shame. It pisses me off that my nephew is a straight A student going into first grade, reading at a fifth grade level. And um, my my older nephew, one of my older nephews is a, a star fucking baseball player. And all of us sat around crying when, as I explained to them what's going on, because I can't afford to not have that conversation. Yeah. Whereas other households, it's See optional. it as optional. Yeah, it that's can, bullshit. It can Absolutely. Be a, this is a this is an adult thing, or I'll explain it when you're older. Yeah, I have to explain this stuff to them because I need to, I need to make sure that if my older nephew is coming home from baseball practice, he gets home. Right. You know, I, I saw. See, uh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was gonna uh, to your point, Dice. Um, like that's a great example of white privilege. You know, um, I was just mm-hmm. uh, my wife was just telling me she was having a. a a conversation with a family member the other day where he was like saying that he doesn't get white privilege. He doesn't know what, what, what he doesn't believe that's a thing, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's something as a white person, you just kind of have to come to grips with like, yeah, you fucking have white privilege. You know, like I, I explained it as simply as I could to my wife. I was like, I was like, how many times have you been pulled over and, and been like, here goes, this is it. Like this might be the, the time, you know? Where, you know, when I get pulled over, I'm just like, ah, fuck, I was speeding. God damn it. You know, that, that's uh, well, I mean, that's my white privilege. As far as, right? as far as that white privilege conversation goes, I think there's a lot of different ways that that can be explained. And there's a lot of different ways that you can go about that because there's so many different ways to do that. But um, the one way that I try to explain it to people like the simplest just to dumb it down as simply as I can for people is you said your nephew. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, now Kyle, you were talking about who said this about? Oh, uh, Tara was talking to one of her family members. What's their name? Um, her just make up a name, (laughs) Steve. (laughs) No, 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 it's it's important. So, Steve, (laughs) yeah, let's say Steve is his name. Like, Steve has a better job, a better chance getting the same job than Jamal. You know what I'm saying? Like, if all things are the same, that's the simplest way that I can explain white privilege to anybody. If everything is the same, Anthony is going to get the job before, you know, Jermaine is right. like, it's just, and that's, that's white privilege at face value. See, but the issue with that is, and, and I think that what frustrates a lot of people of color is that that doesn't always work. Mm. That's a thought experiment that a lot of people can't wrap their head around. They can't comprehend because there's so many variables. So if, if I'm arguing the counter argument, I could just say, well, you don't know that or show me the evidence, which is is a valid argument. And that's what frustrates people of color, because for them, they live it every single day. So sometimes it's easy to be like, how do you not see it? How can you not just get it? And it's it takes some some restraint 
and some uh, an exercise in like power, I think, to be able to walk it back and say, okay, this person has not lived the exact same life as me. So I need to start from square one and explain to them. Sometimes what works for me, um, explain to them through examples. And it, I think it's conversations that need to be had. But, you know, we live in a society where talking about race is so taboo. And thankfully, you know, thanks to protests and I think people who are not black, people who are not uh, people of color experiencing it finally and seeing it. For example, these reporters that are getting fucked up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, people from the I just saw people from CNN getting like beat the beat up by cops and arrested yeah. after they did nothing on live air on, on the air. Stuff like that. Uh, is showing people that, yeah, this is not just an exaggeration. This is not just happening to one group of marginalized people. This is happening. It's it's systemic. Mm -hmm. It's finally proof that it's undeniable proof that this is a systemic issue. And I think those are the types of examples that help people understand and come to come to grips with the fact that that this is this is real. I think there are a lot of people who think that this is not real. Right. Well, Well, I did. I just I I just saw. um... I don't know. I it was on one of these TV programs or whatever. I don't know if it was Colbert show or whatever it was, but somebody uh, did a really great job of explaining white privilege where they said, uh, um, just because your life is shitty doesn't mean like if you're a white guy and oh, the police fuck with me too. Like, yeah. The difference though is your race isn't the reason they're fucking with you. Right. Like race is not the reason you're being fucked with. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really think there is a, uh, Person of color, and I, I mentioned personal color because I, I think it's important to remember that this is not just a black issue. Although that is a, a major factor, it's affecting a lot of communities. Um, so I think that's important to remember. But I, I don't think I know a person of color who has doesn't have a story of the first time they were like a, a gun from a cop was drawn on them, and that that's crazy. I, a perfect wow. example is is me. If people who know me in my personal life outside of music, like I said, I work with the youth. I'm a mentor. I run a teen center in which I keep youth off the streets. I'm not out here telling them fuck the police, mm. and and I'm, right. I'm encouraging people to become. I'm, I'm stoking the fires of change for the next generation. I'm generally and not just a two mile horn. I'm a good fucking person, <laughs> um, and uh, I have uh, the CEO of my organization is a, a middle aged white woman, and we live in a, an area that has a lot of poverty. And one of these people I think had some. Um, mental issues was accosting her outside of where I work. So she, she came to me for help. Um, so long story short, this person got really aggressive. I tried to tell him, look, I have to call the police. That's what she's asking me to do. Um, just leave, just leave, leave her alone. This shit will be over. So I'm calling the police. I'm pulling my phone out to kind of like threaten the guy. He doesn't want to leave and he gets violent, physically violent. So, uh, again, it's hard to tell on this camera, but I'm six, five. I beat the shit out of him <laughs> because I had to. Yeah. And we live, we worked down the street from a police department. And as those police pulled up, literally, literally, I went to save an older woman from being beat up by a mentally challenged person, a person who was having some mental issues or uh, some sort of episode. And they drew their guns on me. I'm like, bro, I'm the fucking good guy in this situation. Wow. But right. I think a, a good example of white privilege is that when she came to me for help, I don't think that she thought that this could end in me being killed. Yeah. That's why privilege, mm. because that shit yeah. was on my mind. That shit was on my mind that just going out here in public on a sidewalk and having a, a, an altercation or argument with this person 
could end in my death. Mm. No, I think that you made well, a great fucking point there, bro. Honestly. Well, that's like kind of the crux of the whole thing with the woman in Central Park, right? Like mm, she right. is calling the police for no good reason. And like, I don't think she had the worst kind of malice in her heart when she did that. But the reality is that guy did nothing. And that very plausibly could have ended in his death. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. You're talking about the, the bird watcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had malice. She weaponized the police. Yeah. She weaponized her race. No, I like, agree. I agree in that. What I'm saying is I don't think she was trying to get him killed. I don't think I that do. was something that crossed her mind. <laughs> I think she was trying to scare him because of his race. Absolutely. She was weaponizing race. I just mm-hmm. don't think it even crossed her mind that that was what was going on in his mind is I could die right now. That wasn't what she, I, she was just like, ah, I'm going to fuck with you. They're going to think you're black and you're going to get in trouble. That's what she was thinking. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think that the fact that she knew to say, I'm going to call the police and say that, what did she say? That, uh, there's an African American man. Yeah. African American man is threatening. She also increasingly Uh, got more panicked as she was talking and she was clearly visibly not panicked. Her voice was getting panicked. Yeah. No, I agree with Dice. Damn, you killed her own dog. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was fucking (laughs) disturbing, dude. That video. Yeah. That video was shocking, but yeah, it was, I, I think, yeah, I think that's really sad that we, we we live in a world where people now know that using the police, calling the police on certain people, certain groups of people is a threat of violence. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a surprise. I think a lot of people know that they don't know where that threat of violence ends. Mm. It could be a beatdown. It could be an arrest. It could be a stern talking to. But we do know from from. Uh, anecdotal evidence and from what we see in the news that it could definitely end in someone's death. And I yeah. think she's not ignorant to that. No, that's so a great that, that's why I would say that she knew what she was doing. But I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, Maybe enough. she didn't purposefully say I'm going to get you killed. But I do think in the back of her mind, she knew that it could potentially end with his death. And I think that's that that's a scary ass thought to have. Well, if she didn't know, she should have known. <laughs> yeah. No right. Sure. Right. Like that's something she should absolutely be aware of. Um, I wanted to ask you a few few different questions on this same topic about more specific things about it. I wanted to ask you, did you see Drew Brees? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What did you think of that? I have my opinions. I want to know what yours are. Yeah, I think that it seems people like him and that have opinions like his live in this bubble. And I think that's it's just a bubble of ignorance. So I, I, I understand why he feels the way he feels, but I, I definitely think it's wrong. And I think that people need to help him understand whoever's in his circle, if it's his PR, his homies on his team, whoever, somebody needs to help him pop that bubble so that yeah, he understands sure. like when we're when people are protesting, uh, they're, they're not. Don't think about your grandfathers that fought in the war. That, that's that's not what the protest is about. They're not right. protesting your grandfathers. They're not protesting. Uh, they're not even really protesting the idea of America. They're protesting the brutality that happens and how that this this American dream is not being shared or is not uh, uh, available to everyone, which is right. in itself un-American. Well, that, uh, that's what he needs for, to understand. I was going to say, forgive me, Kyle, are you aware of what we're talking about? Uh, I, 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 I didn't preface this. I saw Drew Brees was trending and I clicked like one little article and like I, I didn't quite I know he made some remarks regarding his grandfather, but I didn't see all that. I, I didn't know, understand it. I don't, I, I, for Dice, I'm not a sports guy. I don't know much about Drew fucking Brees. <laughs> basically, basically, what I was going to say is basically like, I saw this 
and I, I watched this clip of Drew Brees answering this question, and I believe with every bit of strength in me that Drew Brees didn't mean for this to come off this way. He had the best of intentions when he answered this question, but what it did was it really highlighted how out of touch so many people are with the actual discussion because they asked Drew Brees um, if his position had changed about kneeling during the national anthem because he was so against it. And he said, no, I'm not ever down with disrespecting the flag and the national anthem. And he goes to this whole thing about his grandfathers and how they fought in the war. And it's like, you're still sidestepping the issue. Like you're missing the point, like, bro. And he, 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 he vocalized when he answered the question, I'm, I'm in favor of the movement and the cause and the protest. He was trying, he was trying to walk that line. He just did it so piss poorly. Um, yeah. but I, I thought what I took from that was, I don't think Drew Brees didn't mean well when he responded this, but it really, it was almost good that he did because it highlighted how, much people struggle to actually understand what we're trying to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I, I don't know. I think that's sort of a shitty uh, argument on his part because like my father fought in the war. I have friends who have who, a Absolutely. lot of friends who have served in the military and this is what they served for our ability to protest our, our, our option to protest and anyone who's not, I, I think First of all, I think anyone who's not against protesting the national anthem is either out of touch or they're fucking racist because our national anthem, as it currently stands, literally has verses about slavery. And if you're down with owning another person's property, you're fucking racist, especially in this country, as as we know, slavery in this country, which is 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 race based um, to its core that you're either ignorant and don't know the facts or you're racist. Well, see, I'm not super in favor of this worship of the national anthem or the flag or I don't like how patriotism has become a partisan issue in America because it shouldn't be like there's a lot of things at play there. Um, I I think it's kind of gross that people like like the. <laughs> The Republican Party in particular has this habit of every time you try to talk about one issue, they switch the topic and try to make it about something else. And that's exactly what they did, did with the national anthem is they right. didn't want to talk about police brutality. So what they did was they tried to change the subject and make it about the national anthem and about the flag. Kneeling isn't even a disrespect. That's subservient is what that is. You would kneel before a king. So it's like they're really just trying to switch the subject so we don't talk about what you're trying to talk about. Right. And that's kind of like what I was seeing from Drew Brees is he was he was kind of just getting fooled. He was right. just kind of being ignorant. Yeah, that's that's the word that I would use. I think he's ignorant to the facts. He, I don't think he's done the research. I don't think he knows like what's going on. I don't think he understands fully why people are protesting. But I, I mean, how do you change the mind of someone who decides who's made a decision to not gain the information? We have to have dialogue. We we get so in the habit of debating everything. All debating does is make the person you're debating get further entrenched in their views. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you're not convincing people when you start debating. Like we have to have honest conversations and dialogue. Yeah. I I would say if you're not ready to debate, you can only debate like only only, like two parties that are, are wanting to debate have to debate. You can't come to someone and start a debate with mm. them. That's just an argument. But like if, if for example, 
Uh, Inz and I have had disagreements on certain things, but we had an amicable debate. Yeah. And we, I, I talked about my point of view. He talked about his point of view, which I, I would love to revisit, especially after this uh, <laughs> coronavirus thing. Yeah. But um, um, the reason it was so <laughs> successful, I think, is because we were both willing to exchange ideas. Now, when you come to someone who's not willing, which I think Drew Brees, Drew Brees is at a point where he's not willing to accept new information, you cannot penetrate that bubble, which is why people who love him, people he, he loves and he trusts, have to help. Mm. That, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. No, no, I agree with with you guys. <laughs> Drew Brees sounds like an asshole. <laughs> I don't think he is. I think he's dumb. Yeah, he's probably dumb. But I, I agree with what you I said, Dice, about dumb the about. Oh wait, and wait. you could be. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say about, about the whole like debating shit. Like you're you made a great point that you got to be open for debate. A lot of people just subscribe like this is my idea and i'm fucking sticking to it you know i'm a fucking yeah, conservative yeah. republican and this is my views like you can't right. you just can't fucking do that as, as soon as i see somebody's like that like i can't even waste my time talking to them you know what i mean i i like right. to i like to think that i'm a a pretty honest like a, a realist you know a an honest dude that can fucking I can hear what people say and be like, man, yeah, I, I that was pretty fucked up. That you know, I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that, or I probably shouldn't have done that, or maybe that maybe he is right, maybe he's making a great point, you know. And mm-hmm. I, and I've been faced with a lot of that this past week, you know, uh, like it, with everything being shoved in my face. And maybe this is just a, an example of again my white privilege, but uh, you know. I've really thought thought long and hard about a lot of this shit. And while, while my views necessarily haven't changed, you know, I, I've always, I've never had an issue with uh, race or anything like that, but it, I have become, I have realized that it, somebody made a great point and I'm just going to co-opt it, but you, it's, it's no longer good enough to be anti or uh, what, what's the phrase? It's no longer good enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racist. Anti-racist. I am yeah. so you know? on board. Whoever, whoever first coined that. Yeah. I don't know where that initially came from. I've heard it a bunch of times now, but whoever first said that, right. Give them a fucking award or something like that's like such a great way to, to say that. Yeah. Like I, I'm tired of fucking, uh, you know, I, having hillbilly, uh, family members or, or coworkers or whatever, dropping in bombs just casually in a conversation like that shit ain't going to fucking fly anymore. Like, you know, while before I, you know, I may, and this is me, put myself on blast. Like I would just be like, Oh, okay. Like that's how he thinks, I guess. And fucking racist he's racist, whatever. But now it's like a, what the fuck are you saying, bro? Like, why, why are you saying that? You know, they need to be, they need to have a fucking mirror held up to their face regarding that shit. I have been in physical fistfights and altercations because people felt comfortable using racial terms around me that they shouldn't. Yeah. And then when I say yeah. something about it, they're like, well, you're not black. Why are you? I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't want to hear right. it. Like, if you respect me at all, you won't say it around me because I'm not going to listen to it. Like, I'll sit here and have a dialogue with you and try to tell you, like, to reel yourself in. But, like, I'll, I have a temper. I get fucking mad. Right. Okay. <laughs> and if you push my buttons too long, if I have to ask you four or five times to stop dropping M bombs and saying all kinds of racial, like I'll punch you in the fucking mouth, bro. Yeah. I'll go there. I will go there. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not condoning violence or anything, but I'm imperfect. And sometimes I get mad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I don't get, I still don't understand the infatuation people have and wanting to, to say, the N word. I don't, I don't really get it, but yeah, it's, that's, that's a weird can of worms. I think, I mean, people could just not say it. that shit would be super easy. I think I don't, 
there's a lot of words in the English language to use. Fuck. There's yeah. other languages. <laughs> but they use, use it for a reason. Entirely. They use yeah. it. It's calculated when they use it. They're using it to be upsetting. People aren't casually. I, th I think. I think when people start throwing out the N word, they are doing it w with every intent of upsetting somebody. There are a I lot think, of white people that don't even use that word, and when they get into an altercation with a black man, they'll start throwing it out to upset. Yeah, definitely. The, more specifically, I'm talking about people like within the culture, the hip hop culture, right? Like, oh, for sure. I think I think it comes with um, the fact that hip hop is the dominant culture. I think in America. Like the language, the style, it's infiltrated almost every facet of this country, even non hip hop things. It's it's infiltrated. Right. I've heard news anchors like, oh, I see he's got some bling on. Yeah, that comes from the vernacular. It's it's everywhere. Right. Um, and you see even pop singers like uh, they're, they're using hip hop producers, the, the beats, the songs, the music has become more hip hop. Um, and I think one of the drawbacks of that is that when you infiltrate pop culture on a level like that, Pop culture is for everyone, and if nigga is so uh, embedded in hip hop culture, people are gonna want to say it. And I, well, I, I well, think that's where it comes from. I was gonna say, uh, like one of the things that I learned, especially rap battling a lot early early in life, and like mm -hmm. uh, a really good way to illustrate this is if you watch the movie Eight Mile. At the end of the movie, Eminem takes all the things that they're gonna make fun of him for, and he says them first, right? He makes them cool, mm -hmm. and I feel like. That always taught me something about life where if you could take your flaws and make them cool, then people can't make fun of you for them anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I fuck a bunch of fat chicks and everybody wants to laugh at me, I can just start rapping about fucking fat chicks and then nobody's going to make fun of me for it anymore because that's become my shtick. Right. right, right. And so I, I see this parallel, not to not to insinuate that being black is a flaw, but I think that's kind of the same thing where black people say. Oh, you called us this, 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 this. Well, now we're taking it and now it's empowering. Now right. we're making it ours. So I see it in that same kind of vein of like, oh, you think this is going to insult us? Look at what we did with it. Now yeah, you can't I, make fun of us for being black anymore. I don't I don't know if it's done purposefully, but I do know that, that yeah, like you said, the, the pain and sting has been sort of numbed. Over time, because um, it turned into a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, definitely in a sense, and and I, I think that oh, I'm sorry, I, I kind of hurt myself in the echo. That shit really threw me off. <laughs> I forgot I was going with that train yeah, of thought. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I don't know I'll what the fuck's going on. It it's all good. Oh wait, no, I was gonna say um, I I think that it's it's a symbol of again. I, I don't talk too much about white privilege, but I think it's interesting. Or, or at least the argument's been presented to me that it seems like sometimes people who are white that want to say the N-word can't stand to be told that there's something you cannot do. Mm. So for someone to be like, hey, how come I can't say nigga? You say nigga. It's in this music. You put this song out for everyone to enjoy. Is it just for black people? There's a million and one reasons that I've heard people come up with, and I think it boils down to the fact that just accept the fact that there's something that society doesn't want you to do or well, see, that's, people don't want you to do. That's funny as you say that because um, when I saw the video of the George Floyd killing the first time mm -hmm. before it was like when it was first breaking, when it was first going viral, before it was this big giant national movement. Um, the thing that I took from that video was the cop that has got his knee on his neck, Derek Chauvin. The other people start telling him, hey, man, get off of him. Get off of it. He can't breathe. Like, what are you doing? Get off of him. And you can see this look on his face. 
Mm-hmm. He's looking back at him and I can just read it in him. I can see exactly what he's thinking. And he's thinking, you're not going to tell me what the fuck to do. Right. Like that's, you can see it in his eyes. He's saying, I ain't listening to you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with what you're saying with the enemy. Like he doesn't want to be told what to do. He doesn't want to be told he can't say it. It's all a power yeah. thing. Like, it's just like, fuck you. I'll do what I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. Um, all right. Well, let's see. We're, co- we're guys, we're coming up on an hour. I know, um, dice has got a hard out, so uh, I'd like to get to our segments. Um, but if there's anything else, uh, we want to, um, address, or if there's any points you want to make dice that we maybe haven't touched on, or, you know, I, I, kn- I know you got the wheels turning up there and maybe there's some shit you've been holding back or whatever, but you know, feel free. If you have anything else you want to say about the situation, feel free. But, um, uh, if not, I mean, we can, uh, take a break and move on. Uh, I, I mean, I just want to say, you know, final thoughts on the subjects we've been discussing is is that um, I appreciate platforms, like especially open platforms for us to discuss these things publicly, because, you know, like we started off by saying, you know, I know that you guys are not monolithic. Your views don't represent everyone that looks like you I, my, or and my views don't represent everyone that looks like me, whether we're talking about tall ass motherfuckers, dope rappers, black people. There's a lot of things I could quote unquote represent and uh, my views are just mine but I think that having this open conversation and being able to discuss it and maybe have people agree with us or disagree with us or challenge us or enhance our ideas is a powerful thing and I think uh, I just want to thank you guys and appreciate us for being able to talk about that before we move on to the next stuff yeah for absolutely it's for mutual sure. man likewise um, all right so um, let's take a break um, I'm gonna click the uh, put the logo up if you want to uh, stretch or smoke or whatever you want to do real quick. We'll come back and uh, give us about five minutes and then we'll um, resume with our Raise the Bar segment. Sound good? All right, let's do it. We'll be back. I'm all resized again. I know. I I was just saying, it's whatever, bro. We're going to figure it out. Don't worry. As long as you're here. (laughs) As long as you're here, we're good. I was getting chilly. I had to go put on my hoodie and get my ukulele. Um, All right. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, You ready to raise the fucking bars? I'm ready. You ready? Hell yeah. All right. Let's raise the fucking bars. Hey, yo. These words cut deep like scars. Now tuned in to the motherfucking Raise the Bars. Hey yo. There you go. These words cut deep like scars. You're now tuned in to the motherfucking Raise the Bars. All right. So I got four. You got four. Um, I'll let you. All right. So we want we want Dice to participate. Just to make it clear, Dice. We sometimes pick words or lyrics that have N bombs in them, and I'm always uncomfortable every fucking time. I'm like, I cringe, dude. I cringe when I have to read this shit. <laughs> sometimes he swaps it out for ninja. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I think that's a good idea. You know what? Now's a good time to make a change if you want to do that. I think that'd be pretty <laughs> fitting. Yeah. See, my argument right. is I'm quoting somebody else. These are not my words. So typically we still, t- we'll still read them. And <laughs> again, like, I'll, I'll cringe while I do it. it uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always uncomfortable. So you know what? Because I'm uncomfortable, I'm not going to fucking do it. All right. How um, about you tell us what we should do, King? How, how are we doing it today? <laughs> you tell us how you want us to do it. I, I mean, I, you talking about moving forward or just today? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for at least today, we'll see how we feel uh, about it. I, I mean, I, if, if I were 
not black. I would substitute the word. I think that's appropriate. Or you could just say N word. I think people would get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what if word. it's what if it's applicable to the scheme to the rhyme? Uh, I'm I'm sure people. I'm, I imagine people that check the Iconoclash uh, show are pretty smart. So I I think they're I think we can trust them to to get it. That's a very you'd political be answer. Mistaken. No, you'd be sorely mistaken. We got some dummies on here. <laughs> All right, it's cool. All right, so um, so we're ninjas today. Yes. Yeah, so let's see. Right. We got we got eight um uh sets of bars to read. So uh, I want to include Dice in uh, some of them uh, as long as uh, he wants to read some. Um, let's do this. Uh, how about every other one? Dice will read. That's cool with me. Like I said, mine got lots of M-bombs, so if anybody prefers to have Dice read them, you're welcome to. If you don't want to just be reading them because there's M-bombs, that's okay, too. <laughs> However we want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and just so we're clear, too, if anybody's listening, maybe isn't familiar, the way this segment works is we take four bars from a random song, present them with no context, we, we give them to the other person to read and just grade them. And, and then we reveal who it is and uh, what song it's As from. rap connoisseurs. Right. All right. So um, I'll let sh- Rob, I'll, I'll have, uh, if you want to go first or you can let Dice read it, whichever you prefer, but. Um, Whatever, pull it up. All right. This is, this is the bars I chose. Do you want it? Do you want me? Let's let, let's set the tone. I'll show you first and then, yeah, then let's you'll do get that. an idea how we do things, right? Perfect. So it goes, and I apologize if it seems like I got out of line, sir, because I respect the badge and the gun, and I pray today ain't the day, and you drag me away right in front of my beautiful son. Those are pretty good. I like this. I apologize if it seems like I got out of line, sir, because I respect the badge and the gun, and I pray today ain't the day you drag me away right in front of my beautiful son. I love the scheme and how it bounces, even though it's single syllables and I love it's intricate. I love the way that they rotate off. It's an A B A B scheme instead of four A's or whatever it is. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I like the content. I'm gonna give this uh, eight eight out of ten. Okay, what do you think, Dice? Uh, yeah, the the I think the second the second half of it is it, the flow is dope. The flow is super dope. Uh, I pray today and today you drag me away right in front of my beautiful. So that's 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 dope. Um. I don't know. The content is just kind of, I don't feel the content, mm. <laughs> the whole, like the apologetic sense of it. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know this. In, it's obviously out of context, but yeah. I mean, I don't rock with that personally, but it, it's decent. I give it like a, it's not horrible. I give it a seven out of 10. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, it's a monster bash. <laughs> monster bash is what we call a seven out of 10 here. That's what we call. That's our bar for monster bash is an old game from the 1990s that I played when I was a child. We went back, we decided it was a smooth seven out of 10. So yeah. since then our seven out of 10 is a monster bash. Right. Anything better than a monster bash is good. So this, this, these bars, these bars are out of, are out of context, obviously. Um, so, you know, there's nothing wrong with anyone's assessment of that, but I think if we, if had, you had what was before, and after it would have uh, probably hit you a little better dice um, but this is a song called Early by Run the Jewels this is Killer Mike on the verse yeah right. Killer Mike's the man yeah most definitely alright dice so um, I'll pull up one of N's bars and I'll let you read this one alright since we're going every other got it alright there you go can you read that yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> Wouldn't you know we've been hurt, been down before, nigga. When your pride, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go, nigga? 
And we hate po-po, want to kill us dead in the street, for show. Sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knee's getting weak and my gun might blow, but we going to be all right. Okay, I, I, I get it now. <laughs> I was like, bro, this sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought like that, that was what everybody might know right off top, but I just liked it. I wanted to use it. You know, it's crazy because I live in California. And shit. I'm not that big of a Kendrick fan, but I do know that last bar just oh, put it no. all together for me. Oh, come on. Kendrick is one of the greatest of a generation. Oh, he's dope. Talented, talented. Um, I just not my cup of tea, mm. not my cup of vodka, if you will. Uh, let's see. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's some poignant poignant bars. You know what I'm saying for for the crazy times we live in. Um, and I I feel like it's gonna be classic. I, I feel like this is gonna be relevant for decades to come. Um, and it's it's I think it's flame. I think it's flame. Like it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It, it's it's um. And that, which is really important to me. Like, it sounds like it should be kind of obvious that bars should make sense, but they often don't. So I really appreciate that. And it's, it's got a decent message in the flow. The cadence is dope. If you've heard the song, uh, I'm going to give that a nine out of 10. Mm, damn. Case, what's your take? So I like me reading. I didn't know this was Kendrick. I'm not, I'm not a Kendrick fan. I don't really listen to, him. I mean, nothing against him. I just don't, haven't really given him the time of day for what it's worth. But, um, like if I had, I read this, like I would have completely fucking butchered it and probably not know, even know where some of the rhymes like really were, you know what I mean? I see, I see what he's doing. I mean, where do we go? We hate the popo kill us in the streets for show. Um, but grading it out of context. I mean, the, the, while, while they are pointing it, I don't really, I don't really, um, feel the flow so much. You know what I mean? Um, so for content, I would give it like a, seven and a half maybe let's give it a 7.5 I, yeah. I think it's okay but I, I'd, I'd have to hear it to really probably appreciate it it's one of those I think uh, my opinion is super definitely. skewed on it because I love this song so yeah. <laughs> I am especially uh drawn to this like I, I, I don't know if I could impartially grade this but I would have graded it really high too okay and what's the song all right by Kendrick Lamar from to pimple butterfly we gonna be all right okay this song is so good Okay. All right. So that was uh, my right. last one. Um, here, I'll pull up the next one here. Boom. I'll let you do one of these dice. Go for it. For sure. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> and just so we clear, this is pain and despair. We burn our own shit and we aware. We don't care. Tell the National Guards to disappear. We got guns too and we ain't scared. Hmm. So we clear the pain... Just and just so we clear, this is pain and despair. We burn our own shit. We aware. We don't care for the national. Co- I'm not catching the flow here. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, like I, I, I think context is important in this specific one because to me, if I can't believe your bars, mm. they, they lose a lot of credibility and a lot of like points in my mind. Um, so I think who said this and when they said it is important. Mm. Um, but it's just okay. I can't even give this a a, a bash. Is that what it is? A monster bash? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> that's cool. Bash, bro. This is, I'm gonna give this a six. Okay. It's, it's okay. Just okay. okay. I think these bars. I think the scheme and all that is almost disappointing because it's so simplistic and there's yeah. not a whole lot there. But I think the content is hard. I love. 
so we're clear. This is pain and despair. Like we burn our own shit. We're aware. Don't care. Tell the National Guards to disappear. We got guns too. We ain't scared. Like I love the pain and and despair. And then we got guns too. Like it's like this mixture of emotions in four bars where we're like kind of all over the place. And I really like the way that they they put that together. I don't think the scheme's great. Uh, the flow is real hard to tell here. I mean, obviously, it could probably be executed the right way, but um, I would have probably given this like a, I would probably give it like a six point five or a seven. Okay, I might have graded it a little higher because I like the the emotions in it. Sure. Um, this is a song called "Savage Lifestyle" by the Game. That seemed like it might be the Game. He's pretty straightforward with his bars. Yeah, reading that in his voice, it probably sounds a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it probably does. You know, I think I agree. All right, cool. All right, I'll read this next one and uh, um, we'll see how it goes. All right. Tension is high. Man, these ninjas is irate. You can see it in their eyes. They want to violate. Screaming out, oink, oink, bang, bang, gang, 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 gang. Murder, 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 they mind state. Hmm. Okay, let me see. Tension is high. Tension is irate. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's what? so funny? What I do? What I do? Over there. What? what? Let's, I want you to say what you're gonna say. Right. But that shit is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love. I love the honesty, man. All right, let's see. You can see in the eye they want to violate. Screaming out, oink oink, bang bang, gang gang, gang gang, murder murder murder. They mind say. Um, I I I'm not a fan of the like. The repeat, the repetition, like the gang, 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 gang. I think that's kind of a cheap, like cop out. A lot of times when you're rapping, uh, I mean, this might be, this might sound okay, depending on whose voice is saying it. Um, I, I like the the content uh, as far as you know. We see, we we get we're we're, we're kind of on the same page as far as obviously we were picking bars that were you know uh, anti authority or you know anti police or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So. For that, like you know, I pre- I can appreciate what they're do- what they're doing here, but I do agree with Dice. Like it, the the bars themselves aren't like anything to write home about. You know, they're they're pretty basic. I would not give this a monster bash. I would give this a six. What do you think, Dice? Oh yeah, uh, out of context, like these these could be super dope bars. I don't know yeah. what came before it. I don't know what came after. Um, and maybe it has to do with the energy. But <laughs> oink oink bang bang gang gang gang. <laughs> it sounds like Doctor Seuss to me. This, I, I don't rock with this at all, bro. I can't even give it that. I'm gonna have to give this like a four. Okay, four out of ten. I mean, I, so I picked the bars, obviously, and I I'm gonna be honest. I would have given this a much higher grade. But I also like I'd never heard this song before. I listened to it last night when I was picking my bars, and the mm. song is super badass. So maybe that's why it sounded so good to me is because I heard it. But that's maybe the, my perception of this would have been off because we're that's the fun of this game without any context. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe right, these right, bars right. aren't as good as I felt like they were. I would have graded it higher. I would have gave it like a 7.5. Okay. But this is uh, Vic Mensa from a song called 16 Shots. And this song is super fucking cool. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I like Vic Mensa, though. I know a lot of people really don't like Vic Mensa. I like him. <laughs> All right. He's got a few I, I rock with. And just just so, you're, so we're clear, dice. We have we don't really have no attachment to this shit, bro. Keep it real. I, I, I like the honesty. Yeah, yeah. If you want to bash something, bash it. Bro, if you love something, let us know. Like I, I shit on bars he picks for me all the time, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
All right. So, um, let's see. All right. So this is you, Rob. All right. I'm not racist, but I cry a lot. You don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot and you don't know what it's like to mind your business and get stopped by cops and not know if you're about to die or not. This is Joyner Lucas, isn't it? <laughs> this is from I'm not racist. I, I, I wasn't sure. I was guessing it was Joyner Lucas for the first little bit, but it got to the end and I'm very sure that that's got to be from that song. Um, I'm not racist, but I cry a lot. Don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot. You don't know what it's like to mind your business and stop and get stopped by cops and not know if you about to die or not. I think the fourth bar is great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think the first three are okay. I don't think they're anything special. Like they're not terrible. They're obviously leading to the fourth bar. They're written with the intention of the destination. Right. I do think the fourth bar is really good though. So, uh, I'm biased. Joyner Lucas is my favorite rapper in the world right now. Um, but I do love the fourth bar. I'll give it an eight just because the fourth one was so good. I don't think the first three were that great, though. Yeah, that first bar really, really throws it off for me. I'm not a racist, but I cry a lot. I, I'm, I'm not really. Maybe that shit's over my head. I'm not a racist, I, but I, I cry a lot. I assume the idea here is racists cry a lot about racial issues. He's, I think he's referring to hmm. racist complaining about things. Hmm. That's yeah, you know, maybe it's he's not, you know, obviously this is written some time ago because now everyone's talking about racist issues. And I don't think, you know, talking about the issues make you a racist. So uh, to me, that just really throws me off. The last three, though, the three three lines that are after that are, are fired to me. I think it's pretty hard to try to encapsulate you know, the, the feelings that people go through. And I think that does a decent job. Like what it's like to be in a frying pot. You don't know what it's like to mind your business and get stopped by the cops. I don't know if you're about to die or not. That's, that's pretty dope. I, I, I don't really, I hate Joyner Lucas. I'm going to be 100. I don't like Joyner Lucas at all. my favorite rapper in the whole world. And you and I have had conversations about how dope Will Smith is. And I heard that song he did and that shit was garbage to me. Oh my but, God. Will is my guy. Stop it. Stop it. But, no, no, I, bruh. That's what my major inspiration. King Dice, Fresh Prince. Like the royalty thing is not by mm. by accident. But um, it's, it, yeah, Joyner Lucas, I just don't see it. So um, I, I would give this one I would give it an eight out of ten, though. Like the the all the other bars are dope. I just don't rock with the first one. But it's it's so we it's both solid. rated an eight out of ten. Okay, definitely. Yeah, that, that's that's um, a, it's definitely joining Lucas. I'm not racist or whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna make a point. I forgot. All right, cool. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Dice read the next one then. Excuse me. So, <clears throat> if it's their word against yours, the day. Now you got a felony in a court case schedule. Get a good lawyer, my nigga, is what you better do. Should have paid the dirty cop. Now you in federal. Okay. If it's their word against yours, then daddy. Now you got a felony in a court case schedule. Get a good lawyer, my nigga, is what you better do. Should have paid the dirty cop. Now you in federal. Hmm. Yeah, man. I don't think it's that dope either. Um I definitely don't see how the first line fits into it. Maybe this person has like some kind of accent or something where that works. But for me, it's it's not working. Mm. Um, only in court case schedule. Got a good one. That's what you should have paid the thirty thousand on your federal. Yeah, that's. It's kind of to me. It just sounds like rapidy raps. Just somebody talking. I don't really see anything in here that's deep or or amazing by any means. So I'm, I'll give it like. Uh, I'll give it like a seven. It's pretty basic. 
monster bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's a monster bat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with dice. Like, uh, the, the scheme is, it's pretty basic. You know what I mean? Um, I do like, I, I'm sure that they probably rhyme schedule, better do federal, you know, like I, I can see that probably sounding pretty dope. I, that first line though, really like it, it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's just like, it seems out of place a little bit. It's their word against yours. Then dead it. Now you, maybe it's then dead it. Now you got a, fe, uh, felony in a court case schedule. You know, I don't know if some shit like that, but oh, maybe, right, right, right. I don't know, but, uh, maybe I'm reaching, um, I think it's okay. You know, I like what they're saying. It, it's a, it, this person can obviously write, you know, and, and flow to, it, it seemed like it would flow to a beat. Well, um, but I, I think the content is cool. Uh, but it, it, I don't know. It, it's just okay. Um, I'll give it a monster bash of seven. Well, uh, uh, so this is, this is sticky fingers and it's from a song called dirty cops. I really love the song. I do think this probably works better in the scheme of the whole song as opposed to just four bars. Mm. That being said, I didn't think this was exceptional. I would have probably given it a seven two. I think I'm right there with you. But the, I, I really like the first bar. If it's their word against yours, then day he's talking about you versus the cops. You got to go to court. Mm. Like, yeah, you just better take what you can get at that point. Like, but what's right? then dead it? I've never heard that as like a phrase. Dead yeah. it. Like, let it go. Like, mm. yeah, let yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Stop okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I dig it. But I like, I thought the first bar, which is the one that doesn't rhyme well, I thought that was the best one just because I think it's profound. What's the song called? 30 Cops by Onyx. 30 Cops. All right. Okay. Fine. But I don't, I agree. I don't think the bars were super crazy either. Yeah. All right. Um, who read that last one? Dice. Um, yeah. Oh, why don't you go ahead and read this one too, Dice? That way we can uh, uh, have Ends read the uh, next one or the last one. Sure. Uh, we have got drug addiction in the minds of the weak. We have got so much corruption, police brutality. We have got street walkers walking in the darkness. Tell me, what are we doing to try to stop this? Uh, yeah, it's just okay. Um, I don't know. I, for me personally, like when people are just like talking about the problems that shit we've been doing that shit since 1960s mm. so especially when it's in hip-hop i'm not feeling that shit mm. i do however like when people present answers like the last bar we saw like get a good lawyer i, I, I fuck with that mm. um so for this this is just to me something that i've heard before yeah that's it's not news um and the bars are just they're okay they're let the prolific I, I i would give this I'm gonna have to give it a monster bash, man. It's a seven <laughs> it's out of ten. A monster bash. Okay. I gotta say, I uh looking at this right here, I don't really like the first two at all. Mm. I like the last two a lot though. I like that we've got street walkers walking into darkness. Tell me what are we doing to try to stop this? I don't know that this is really presenting an answer, like you said, but it's at least asking the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that last two. I like the street walkers walking into darkness. I like that. I, don't know, I think that those last two are pretty good. I don't think the first two are great. Uh, for that same reason, I would have probably gone real, real middle of the road. It's a monster bash. Okay. It's a monster I'm saying seven. Well, this is a song by Michael Jackson called uh, Why You Want to Trip on Me. 
from 1993. Oh, yo, I like that song. That's crazy. I know, right? Michael Jackson's talking about this shit in 1993. Yeah, that album, I think. Uh, Sometimes when they throw you those those not rap songs and you got four bars, you read them like rap songs, and it throws you all off
Mm. So it's not from me, it's from them. But this is a song on my new album. It's it's completed and it's called uh, Written in Blood. And that's what's what up, you man. did there. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit of self-flagellation yeah, like, here, I, I, but... I just uh, soaked it up while you guys were praising me. I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I man. agree. Hey, if you got it, you got it, bro. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, that's mine. Yeah, see, that's what's, that's what's fun about this game. You, they, they, then he says that shit, and you're like, God, God damn it. <laughs> Shut up, you, Bash. You fucking got me, dude. Uh, it been, I think it would have been so funny if I was like, yo, this shit is garbage. I was waiting for it. I was ready for you to be like, ha. <laughs> he's done that shit to me a couple times where like he's put his bars in there. I'm like, I'm not feeling this at all, bro. But the, the contrast is I've given one of his bars a 10 out of 10 before, so. Oh, There's no. only like we've only given out like six, ten out of tens in the how long have we been doing the show? Two years? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, what? Dre, uh, Lupe, Lupe, Lupe got, got one. one, didn't he? Yep. Eminem. Yep. Um. Yeah, There's only a hand, me. I got one. Yep. There's only a few of us. And that's what's up. The Elite Ten Club. <laughs> Look, I, I have one. I got one. Look, I know it's not like already written and all that. No, go for it. But when we're talking about these types of bars. The- a couple popped in my head, but this one popped in my head specifically. Um, I, I'm thinking that you guys might know who this is. It says, uh, uh, who shot Biggie Smalls? Hey, yo. We don't get them. Sports cut deep like scars. Now tuned in to the motherfucker bridge the bars. my dog, Nigga, don't think these record deals gonna feed your seeds. I mean, yeah, it kind of falls apart at the end. It's bigger than hip, hop, hip, hop. I almost took those lyrics for today. I almost did it. Bruh, it fits. I did. What's that from? But that's Deb Prez from uh, Freedom's Not Free is the name of the album. And that album is phenomenal. Mm. It's so good. The song is hip hop. They make me feel guilty every time I listen to them because they hate white people, but their music (laughs) is so good. I don't care. I'm not not a huge Deb Prez fan, but I I do think the bar where he talks about running up on people in the city hall, I think it's interesting because it speaks to specifically how even in inner cities, you got people who are representing the people that don't reflect the people sometimes. And I, I, that bar just popped in my head. I wanted to put that out there. Mm, I feel it. But you already know who it is. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a great quote though. It's a great quote. Good shit. Yeah. I wouldn't pick that. I don't even know. I literally don't even know who that is. So. I love so, that album. <laughs> that album is so good. I had that when I was in high school. All right. If you heard it, you might recognize it. They use the instrumental for the intro to Chappelle the Dave Chappelle show. show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. You recognize the instrumental. That's, that's the song. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. How do you yep. make that sound? I know what you're talking that, about. That <laughs> crazy bass they got in that shit. That shit is wild. All right. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. Well, that's it for Raise the Bars. We did it. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to briefly talk about, uh, we'll go to our throwback spotlight. We'll just dive right into it. Uh, I know Dice wasn't privy to this movie. We'll break it down for you real quick just to see what you think about it because it's, it's, it's going to get spoiled, bro. It will get spoiled. That's cool. I, th- this movie in particular, um, first of all, I picked this movie just because I, I, I liked it and I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, but uh, I wanted to just see how it held up because it came out in 2003, I think. <clears throat> Um, what the fuck? Sorry. Um, it came out in 2003 and it's, it's about, uh, these P this guy, he's a, he's like a well-educated professor played by Kevin Spacey, who is, uh, in this like, uh, anti, um, death penalty, like a uh, group, I guess is what, what you call it. They're activists against yeah. the death penalty. There you go. And, um, but he, I mean, his his life fucking he he gets accused of raping this girl and his life falls apart and he uh, 
goes to prison or, or whatever. And then he gets out or he get, he gets acquitted and then, um, he gets out and it just shit, shit just keeps going downhill. Um, but his, his partner that he works with, uh, she also is in the, um, activism field and shit and they kind of against uh, the death penalty specifically. Right. And they kind of devise this, uh, scheme. So, you know, I'll preface this with saying that she gets murdered. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I she guess gets murdered. I and then yeah, go ahead. He, is he is arrested for her murder right and they have all this evidence against him he i mean she has her she has his semen in her his fingerprints are she gets suffocated with this bag with duct taped around her head handcuffed and she has his semen in her and he gets accused of the murder of course right um well he goes he goes to prison and he hires this uh reporter or his lawyer hires this reporter to come to the prison three days before he's about to get executed for the death penalty. And the, the irony of the whole movie is that he's a death penalty activist and gets accused of raping and murdering this woman. And now he's on death row. So that's the main right. plot. And I mean, it's right. A, right off the bat, that's a great fucking plot. You know, it's really sweet. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so he's trying to convince this uh, reporter that he didn't do it and he's getting framed. Um, and he, she has three days essentially to figure it out. Um, anyways, uh, Kate Winslet plays the reporter, by the way, and she does a really good job. She's great in the fucking movie. And so is Kevin Spacey. But I will tell you, Kevin Spacey's great in everything. Like will, maybe he's a weirdo. I don't know all the details of his like getting canceled situation. Yeah. But regardless of all of the factors, he's a great actor. I will tell you this. I could not like get it out of my head, dude, watching this movie. Like this motherfucker, like this, this fucking, mm. uh, well, I don't know if he got accused of rape or I, I know he got me too, but I think he was, it was like it, a sexual assault thing. It was more like, yeah, he like sexually assaulted like a teenager or something like that, which is super fucked up. But the irony of the, yeah. the irony of while I watch this movie is that Kevin Spacey is really in jail for raping someone. And he's in this fucking movie where he's in jail for raping someone, you know? Um, so that, ha- that has to be like surreal for him. First of all, like having played that role and now he's literally living it, you know, um, he's not in jail. Oh, he's not. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I assumed he was, I don't know what, you know, obviously I'm not paying much attention either then. I don't, he I'm just not, got canceled. Again, I'm then. not, I'm not super positive on all the details of his, his whole me too thing. But I, I know that it was like, it was never a court thing. He was never like accused of raping somebody. It was like he crossed the line. And a woman felt like it was sexual assault. It was okay. one of those things. Okay. So in that a woman, it was, it was, a, no, it was, no, it was a woman. And his response was I'm gay. Oh, Oh, I thought, I thought he got accused of like touching a boy or some, some teenager taking advantage of him. No, it was a woman that he was accused of, of sexually assaulting. And it was like, it wasn't like a rape sexual assault. It was like a, he grabbed my ass or something. Yeah, and I, oh, wow. then he came out, and his response was like, "I'm gay." Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I do recall Dice. What you're saying, though, that's what I was thinking. Like, I think he did get accused of either um, a pro. I mean, it could have been just he was approaching a, a younger actor or something like that from mm-hmm. a set, but he definitely got accused of some um, gay pedophile shit for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, not, yeah. Whether or not he did it is is on the, is up in the air, but. Nevertheless, like they never prosecuted him or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. Um, so, but the, the irony still stands like he gets, he gets accused of the shit and then gets me mm-hmm. too. And his life falls apart. And it's, it's kind of interesting in an interesting parallel. Right. Um, I will say that uh, and I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie I'm right now. Say, Hit the twist, bro. Tell him because this movie has, uh, one of the most like incredible, like twists of any movie I've ever seen. But I, I feel like it's so such a twist that you can't watch this movie a second time and enjoy it. You really can't. 
And I found that out. Yeah, you know. Like, I, so the first time around, I would give this movie like an eight. Like, this movie blew my fucking mind. But this day and age, knowing what I know about Kevin Spacey, I couldn't get that shit out of my head. And <laughs> and uh, he fucking, uh, uh, I don't know. Point. The point I'm trying to make is uh, this This twist really fucks it up the second uh, for a second viewing. The, the twist is that it was all planned. Like, him and this lady, she was she had terminal cancer, so she was going to die anyways. So she she agrees to sacrifice herself for the cause because he 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 goes and debates this motherfucker about the death penalty or whatever, and they're like, he's like, name one person that's got the death penalty that um that shouldn't have, and tell me right now, and I'll write their name down and I'll I'll recuse them or whatever. And like Kevin Spacey's like, okay, I can't. There's not one. So he he pro- he kind of proves the guy's point that. Oh, you have everyone you killed was legit. So they devised this plan to stage this uh, murder, which is obviously a suicide, and get him commit suicide. Get him thrown in jail. And uh, there's actually two twists because they they blame it. They they frame it as like he's being framed by her and this other guy. Um, but anyways, it's getting convoluted, and I I apologize. I know a little bit. I know for basically the 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 twist is he wasn't framed. He framed himself. Yeah, he did it on per like she and him got together and decided they were going to do this. So they film her committing suicide, and they find the tape right right as he's being executed. He gets executed, and they find this tape that proves that he didn't rape or murder her that they had planned this all along to prove the point that you can absolutely put somebody to death without proof or somebody that shouldn't have been put to death. Yeah. So they were in it together. She committed suicide because she already knew she was going to die. And he helped her film all this and everything basically with the intent of proving that they could put him away from murder and get him executed, even though he didn't murder her. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, Excuse the tiny sliver here of ends. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but <laughs> there we go. Look, it just keeps going back and forth. Yeah, it's back, this, this is what I'm dealing with with OBS. Anyways, right. <laughs> the, the 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 point is, I would have given this movie an eight on my first viewing, but knowing what I know now, and not to mention like the spo- knowing knowing the big spoiler, like it completely ruins this whole fucking movie. It's a two hour movie where if you know what happens in the last five minutes, it's fucked. You know. Um, right, so right. on second viewing, I would only give this movie like a five, but wow. to people who don't know the twist and, uh, don't care about Kevin Spacey's wrongdoings, I guess I, I would recommend it and I would give it an eight to those people, you know, but, um, cause this movie is so well like written and so well done. Um, and, and an interesting fact is I looked up the director of this movie this movie did so bad in the theaters, unfortunately, but um, it did bad in theaters, and this director never made another movie. <laughs> well, I thought yeah. I thought the cinematography was great. I thought the acting was especially great. I yeah. thought the script was good. Um, I also had watched this previously before and then revisited it. Uh, maybe it's just like my personality type or whatever, but I can rewatch movies that I like over and over and over, twist or not. I still loved it this time. I still, I'd give this a 9 out of 10. Oh, wow. I nice. thought it was really good. I still really enjoyed it. I really think that the acting is exceptional. I think Kate Winslet did a great job. I think mm. Kevin Spacey did a great job. Like everybody, it's just a really good movie to me. All right. I feel Look, I, I have a question. Did, did he know he was going to get killed or was his plan to like get out of it at the last second, but he just no. fucked up? Well, they, they, no, they, his, wait, the, let me, the, the movie is framed in such a way to where like it, 
he is he's talking to this reporter in such a manner that he wants her to get him free, but it's all a ruse. Like he was involved from the get go with this whole plan, right. and he did plan on getting executed. That's why he waited till. Oh, that's why he pl- waited till his last couple days to even get this reporter to come talk to him. He didn't talk to no reporters. He was in jail for like six years. He didn't talk yeah. to a single reporter. And then three days before his execution, he hires this lady. He to come. specifically chooses a specific reporter for because of shit she's written in the past or whatever. He knows he yes. can trust her. So he uses her. He said, like, you got to figure it out. Yeah, it's true. He's like, get me and out of he here. Figures but- it out. But he basically martyrs himself. Yes. He's willing That's to crazy. die for his cause to prove that it yeah, is. It's intense. And his life was so fucked yeah. that like, you don't blame him. Honestly, if I was him, I would have fucking, you know, ended it too. Honestly, like his, his, he gets accused of this rape and his, he loses his job. His wife leaves him. Like he's completely fucked. He can't see his kid anymore. They moved to like Mexico and shit. Like he's, he's like, hit rock bottom. He's an alcoholic now, you know, shit like that. So he's like, fuck it. You know, I might as well die for the cause. And the lady was on the same page. So they fucking came up with this plan and made it happen. And it's, it's, it's a pretty wild ride. You know what I mean? But, um, anyways, that's a short synopsis of it for yeah. some of you guys have seen it, I guess. But, um, anyways, that's All it. Right, so we, we discussed about picking our movie for next week. Uh, it's my turn to pick. He recommended to me, given the current, um, political state of the world that I choose something relevant to it which before he had even messaged me i was considering picking this movie and it was one of the movies that he um suggested to me so we're gonna watch american history x for next week um Mm -hmm. i ironically the same day that you were telling me that i was at my brother's house and i had given him my dvd of it because i was telling him to watch it um so american history x i think that's real timely um edward norton is one of the greatest actors of all time in my opinion um i also think that movie I feel like everybody should watch that movie even before the racial tension. Oh, yeah. I think it just teaches you about it, it. It just does such a good way of explaining like Nazism and, and how people get the way they are. And yeah. I think it's really, I think it's um, executing in such a way that it's really, uh, it, can, it can speak to people in a way that sometimes conversations can't. For sure. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you familiar with the movie dice? Have you seen American history X? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, American History X, I think it, I agree with you. It definitely fits uh, with the times. It's definitely relevant. I was going to say uh, another movie that's relevant. I don't I don't know if you're like, no, please solidified the, the pick uh, Detroit. Detroit is I don't know. If you, are, you, are you familiar with the movie Detroit? It came out a I've couple years ago, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's about uh, I believe the synopsis is about um, it's a true story and it's about a group of black singers they're teenagers uh they have some fun at a hotel with these white girls and these cops come in and basically terrorize them for a night Mm. and it's the the true account of how these police officers and what we see in the movie is a lot about is is relevant to what we were talking about earlier these cops just don't take no for an answer Mm. at some point i i don't want to give the spoilers but i'll just say that the the cops egos um are the real stars of this film and um it's it's interesting. It's deep. It's a, yeah. it's a sad story, and I think it's it's a sign of the times. No, we appreciate. You want to do that? You want to you want to you want to let Dice make the pick? Yeah, watch that. Yes, honestly, It'll be new for both of us. Let's I, do it. I, I was gonna. I was hey. actually. I was gonna suggest that anyways. Like, uh, I mean, before we uh, picked it, I was like, man, that'd be dope if uh, I was gonna ask Dice's opinion because 
I would love to watch a movie that's you know perfectly relevant for the times now, and I, I want to discuss it and soak it in. I want to soak all this shit in. You know what I mean? So mm. that, that's a great that's a great yeah, no, choice. I'm in. I'll do that. Yeah, for sure. Let's do that then. I, if I'm not mistaken, that movie was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, I think that year, but uh, you know, I, I don't remember. But I, you know, I just reminded. I just thought about it. I was reminded that uh, I believe the backdrop of that film is riots and protesting. No. Oh. Perfect. All this happens amongst rioting and protesting in Chicago. Yeah, in that's Detroit, timely. So. Let's let's fucking yeah, do man. it. Check it out. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll roll with Dice's pick. So Detroit next yeah. week. All right, dope. All right. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, it's almost time. Uh Dice, do you have anything you wanna like um throw out there? What like what are you doing career wise, music wise, anything you wanna share, promote, um, tell our listeners? Yeah. I'm working on a project. I mean, shit, I'm always working on a project, even though it's been a while since I dropped something. Um, but I, I am working on, on a new project. I don't want to give details because I, I can't tell you what's going to come out. Okay. Come out when it's ready. Um, anything that I'm working on, you can find and stay updated with my stuff at kingdicesays.com. Um, I also have the juicebox.com, which is uh, a hip hop website based in my my region, which is the Inland Empire in Southern California. So the juice box is juice, J-O-O-S-E-B-O-X-X.com, juicebox.com. That's where I got um, that article yeah. I read on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, all my social media is King Dice Says. Um, so follow me everywhere. And yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, bro. We appreciate your uh, knowledge. You're, you know, you're a smart man. We need we need some somebody to level us out here every now and then. You know what I mean? <laughs> we appreciate it. If if anybody trusts my musical opinion at all, his music is great. You should listen to it. I really like it a lot. Absolutely, you're a really great live performer too. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I will tell you when when you go to search for King Dice on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of Cuphead shit. Unfortunately, but <laughs> but yeah. uh, you you can weep through it. Uh, Royal Gambling mu- uh, Club music. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you, if the website is easiest. Okay. Perfect. Like my media. Perfect. Let's do that then, because I I, I, I I also want people to go check out your music too, because um, I was watching all your videos right before the show, and I mean I was fucking grooving. By the way, very impressed, and I love your uh, production. I seen everything says produced Thank by you. King Dice. It's, I mean I love the fucking old school like uh, '80s theme music and shit you be throwing in there, or a little like eight uh, bit like Win. video games and shit. I love that shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm loving it. Oh yeah, win! Yeah, that was, was great. Uh, Oroku Saki, check that shit out. That song is dope as fuck. Uh, all right. I have that on my playlist that I play in my car all the time. I have that Oroku Saki on there. <laughs> you on Spotify and all that shit too? Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, anywhere you can stream music, I'll be on, on there. King Dice. All right, so well, thanks for joining us, man. Hope you can join us again sometime. All right. Most definitely. Right. And as long as he doesn't stiff me, he's going to be on my album, too. <laughs> I sent him a song. He just gotta, he's got to send it back. As long as he sends it back, he's going to be on that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. We'll hit you all up later, and uh, see you next time on Iconic Clash. All right? Peace.